Hello everyone, this is Opal Marie again. I am a tantric private companion and erotic massage provider in San Diego. And my Twitter handle is opalmarie7. I'm doing a few guest episodes while Vivian is on break, and the interviews that I'm doing revolve around the topic of online content and virtual services, since everyone is rushing to do that in order to get through the quarantine. And today I'll be talking to Aurora Noor, who is a private companion in Chicago. And I had to cut out the first part of the episode where Aurora gave you her Twitter handle, so I'm going to give that to you now. Her Twitter handle is at Miss Aurora Noor. That's M I S S A U R O R A N O O R. I hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so um, when I first asked you to do this, you were like, you know, I just started. I don't really know if I'm the best person to talk to. <laughs> and I explained like how I was actually interviewing multiple people and I was trying to get multiple different perspectives. Yeah. You know, those who've been doing it for a while, those who are just started. And it's so funny because when I went to look, I, I like, I think it was yesterday or the day before I saw your tweet and you're like, I'm up to 200 subscribers. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How did you get so many subscribers so quickly? Um, I don't know. I mean, I had to start over on Twitter about a month ago. But that before that, I, I had... wanted to ask you about too. So we'll come back to that. Yeah. So I had 25,000 plus uh, followers before. And I had been on for years. Like I've been in the industry for about five years now. And I've been on the social media side of it pretty much since I started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was, I, I think that I was kind of privileged in that respect. I was coming from a large following and I'm building it up really quickly. Like I'm almost at 10,000 uh, followers now within a month, you know? So I think it just, it's the following. You, it's yeah, like it's a numbers following. game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a numbers game. And it's also, cause OnlyFans is pretty much completely based off of how you promote yourself on social media. There's no public pay- public page on OnlyFans. Uh, clients can't like go and look through OnlyFans and find people. Like right. it's only based on your Twitter and your Instagram and stuff. So right. I'm just I'm just good at social media. <laughs> so yeah. So which, which we were actually talking about the other day, how someone was suggesting to me how I should do my subscription page. So I'm on Just for Fans, which mm-hmm. um, those listening to the podcast have heard that a million times now. But it's because OnlyFans denied me as a, because I was a private companion. And mm-hmm. so I had to go with Just for Fans. And it ended up being a really good thing because I like yeah. them a lot better than OnlyFans. But anyways, someone was telling me, you know, do your Just for Fans because your followers are, that's how you're going to get your subscription is through your Twitter followers. And they were mm-hmm. like, but also do something like Eclipse for Sale because they there are people who they may have never heard of you, but they'll be searching for specific you know, mm-hmm. keywords on clips for sale and they'll come across your content. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. You should always, um, I don't know, just find multiple like streams anyway, but there are so many sites. Like you can just find stuff. I, know. I found the things that I wanted to join from just like observing what providers <laughs> were putting out and like what sites they were signed up for. And I looked through, yeah, OnlyFans isn't it's not ideal. You know, you have to be very uh, careful about what you're posting and you can't have your Twitter attached to it and you can't, especially if you're full service and stuff. But if you're careful, there are a lot of people who do really well on it. And then yeah. um, there are a lot of alternatives as yeah. well. There's AVN stars just for fans, uh, mini vids crush. I think there's a ton of them. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, Cause I, in the beginning I was wondering if, having a just for fans would inhibit my income in any way because it wasn't as popular or well known mm-hmm. as only fans and it seems like the consensus is that really doesn't matter it's all about your following yeah as long as you can get clients to sign up for it you know i mean it doesn't really matter like it's the same effort to sign up for only fans for them as it would be to sign up for any other site probably so if right. they're willing to do it it's not they'll do right. it you know Okay, so I did want to ask you about the whole experience. I remember seeing how you got deleted at 26,000. And I don't know, to me, I feel like, I, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but I feel like I would feel a little like devastated over that if my account got shut down at 26,000. And I was just wondering yeah. how you, like, how did you react to that? Um, It was really jarring. <laughs> my family was visiting for the weekend 
And I had like, I had just posted does, something does that family, morning. Sorry, does your family know? Or do you? Um, the people that were visiting weren't. My mom knows to a degree. I don't really yeah. like tell her all the details because I don't think that's necessary. But she knows that I'm in the adult industry. Um, yeah, but we were out like shopping or something. And I had posted something that morning. And then a few hours later, my account got shut down. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like I just posted something. Um, I don't know. But I know it happens to a lot of people like bigger accounts and stuff and I don't know like why I think it's a mix of either like jealous people reporting you or sometimes you'll like comment on the wrong thread on the on like the other side of Twitter like the civvy side of Twitter and they start reporting you or something or maybe one of your posts gets flagged for I don't know inappropriate behavior and inappropriate sexual content or something like that it is what it is you know like uh, I was upset about it but it gave me a good I don't know, it was kind of a positive in the end because I got to start over and I got all I got to remove all the tweets that I wanted to get rid of because um, I always had like a service that went through and deleted stuff every three months or so but this was like a clean slate so I think that was kind of I don't know it ended up being all right why did you have a service that deleted stuff every three months or so um just to get rid of old tweets and stuff so your account doesn't show up as spam so it deletes all of like your industry related um, content and hashtags. I think it helps hmm. with shadow banning and stuff like that. What if like now I what if like I don't do hashtags? Um, I mean, I don't really either, but I think I did. In, down. Yeah, I did in the beginning. And then also I just had a ton of I don't know. I had like 50,000 tweets probably. I think it's a good at some point to get rid of your backlog of I don't know, info out on the internet. So what did, what, is that like an app you use? Like, what do you use to do that? Um, I used, I don't remember what website it was. It was free and you can just look up like tweet delete and there are different websites that'll do it and you have to let them authorize through your Twitter. And then um, you can set it for like, they'll delete, they'll delete stuff after a week or every month or after three months or things that are six months old or more. I recommend that people do it though, just because it, it keeps, I feel like I really think it helps with, I had never been shadow banned and I still have never been. I think that might be a reason why hmm. if you just get rid of old stuff. It's almost like, cause it's let less stuff out there to be like, for people to have the opportunity to come across it and report yeah. you. Got it. Yeah. Hmm, I didn't think about that. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so so you get deleted, and it sounds like you had a pretty resilient attitude towards it. Um, yeah. But now, you know, although you're already back up to 10,000, that's still less than half of your following. Have you noticed, a di- like, has it inhibited or harmed your business in any way? Was it, like, that drastic of an effect? Um, Not really, because I just reached out to regulars and stuff, and sent it out on my newsletter that I had a new page. Um, and then a lot of people reached out to me as well, whether they texted me or um, emailed or whatever. So it really didn't harm me. And you got to think about it. Like there aren't 26,000 clients following me or providers. Most of it is like random ass accounts with five followers, no photo, like a ton of them are people who will never book or they're spam or they're bots or they're like people in the middle of nowhere who are never going to meet me. Yeah, so it's really, you're not losing much of a client base. And then it's easy to reconnect with providers. I just reached out to the girls that I, um, like, am friends with in real life and let them know what's up. And they retweeted me and posted about it and stuff. I was thinking more so not in terms of your in-person business, but um, your online, now your OnlyFans business. Do you think that maybe you would have had, like, 400 subscribers by now? Or do you think Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I chatted with a gal, um, actually today we were on the phone for a couple hours this morning, who's been doing content for a while. She said it was probably a good thing that for internet business almost, because then it, I pop up as kind of like a new person, even though I've been on, been in the industry for years. So it yeah. kind of is like to my advantage almost. So, hmm. yeah. I... That's what I love about our industry. It's almost like there's no such thing as fucking up. There's yeah. like a... It's just like a plot twist and you go down. Exactly. Like, I can't change that I was deleted. So I may as well make the best of it. And yeah, it kind of, I'm like, shit, I could have probably had four or 500 fans by now, but 
who knows if they would have been quality people anyway like right. yeah who knows whatever got it well I love your attitude about that because like I said I feel like if that happened to me I'd be just really upset Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I know uh, the girl I was interviewing uh, the other day told me I don't know if you've ever heard of this we were talking about Instagram and I told her I was like I don't even that is not a business tool for me I was like that's something I do for fun because like you kind of get to like show more of your creative side than Twitter I was like I don't do hashtags I don't try to promote on there because they like they shadow ban all the time they shut down all the time and she told me I don't know if this is like an urban legend but she told me that on Instagram if you set your gender to male that they don't fuck with you oh my god honestly I would guarantee it though because so I did the it. They, <laughs> I, I'm gonna try that because they are always policing <coughs> nipples and stuff anyway. You may as well. Yeah, I used to get shadow banned like every two weeks because of my hashtags. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna not even do it anymore because yeah. Instagram really isn't like that big of a resource for our industry. It's all no. about Twitter. In but, with Instagram, I feel like the providers that do well on it are the ones who just don't even say they're providers. Like they're just hot chicks who post pictures and bikinis and stuff, and people like slide into their DMs, which isn't even like a way. I don't. First of all, I don't even know how to do that. Like I don't know how to attract real clients on Instagram. All the people oh, in my yeah. DMs are very strange, and they're not going to be paying me. I'm very sure of that. Yeah, no, I don't respond to direct messages on social media. Maybe once in a blue moon, there's mm-hmm. someone who you can tell by the way they're writing their message, like they actually are someone you might want to connect yeah, with. Or... They just like didn't have the insight to yeah. reach out to you via another means, but like rarely is that the case. <laughs> yeah, I keep my, I did open up my Twitter DMs once I started doing online stuff. And I pretty much anyone who contacts me, I just send them my, my OnlyFans link and people do right. sign up from it. But then you get like the weirdos who just want to like free free material basically. You just block them, or they'll send a yeah. picture or something. I'm like, eh, I don't even want to click on that. No one does. I know what it is. I'm not interested. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> so okay, so going back to like how you were so successful in getting to you, it's something like 200 subscribers in two weeks, right? Yes. Um. So one thing I noticed was all these like you were doing flash promos and 50% off and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, you know, when I first saw that, I thought, I wonder if people who subscribed prior to you offering the promo or discount feel a little slighted in any way. Like, do you ever think about that? I do, but in the end, it's only like a dollar or two difference. Okay. So, like, if they're mad that someone is getting it for a dollar less than they are, like, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So, and it, I mean, it's something that ha- it's like going to McDonald's and like being mad because you were a few days late to the yeah big or oh, oh your buy one happened. get one bur- or buy one get one Big Mac coupons expired. Like, who cares? It's yeah, a dollar or yeah. something. Yeah, I did yeah, think about that, but. I don't know. It, it is what it is. It it helped me get my numbers up. So if men are mad about it, then that's, that's on them. They need to realize that they're getting a lot of content for eight to $10 a month. So they can deal with it. Yeah. So can you talk? I'm, I'm the type where I just get really mentally drained from having, from offering different sorts of discounts and promos I'm just like here's the monthly fee like that's what it is if I'm not getting as many people because I'm not offering a discount I don't care because it's too mentally draining for me so for someone like you who clearly it's not mentally draining for you Mm -hmm. because you keep doing it (laughs) can you talk a little bit about like how you work that business model like because you still need to bring in enough to make it worth your while oh yeah bring in enough money to make it worth your while so like how do you adjust that But, well, first of all, I noticed that a lot of girls who had a ton of Twitter followers and a ton of fans on the sites were doing it. So I figured, you know what, if it works for them with 50,000 followers and Mm 5,000 paying fans, it'll work for me, you know? Okay, Um, got it. So I figured... I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, God. We'll, we'll cut well, this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, you were saying if the other girls who have been so successful. Oh, yeah, this, so then. the promo thing. Um, well, the thing is with 
the content sites, your bread and butter isn't really the monthly, like people who sign up just, and they don't really pay for anything else. What you're paying for video. Yeah. You want people who you want to attract clients who are going to tip and they're going to buy customs. Um, And I'm seeing now that kind of the people that pay for stuff fall into one of those two categories. Like there's guys who are every week there, they want another custom video or a photo set or they want to see more of the style of video I put out that week or something. And then there's the other branch of the paying, the extra paying guys who um, they'll just kind of randomly tip on videos and stuff like that. So I'm not really concerned about like, oh, this guy got it for $9 and then this other one got it for seven fifty. Cause like if they're the type okay. of client who's going to start tipping, they'll just do okay. it, you know? And got at it. some point, because it, your payments occur on a rolling basis. Like at some point I'm going to probably lose some sub- subscribers because they just will forget to re-sign up or maybe they don't want to re-sign up for the next month or something. But so right now, since it's my first like few weeks, I'm trying to get as many subs as possible because the more subs you have, the more you'll have re-sign up. Right. Right. Yeah. So one thing that I saw Stevie Madison doing, um, because when, mm-hmm. so I interviewed you and Stevie Madison and Amber Laurent or California is her name on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so I, I subscribed to all your OnlyFans. So I could do some research. Yeah. And um, I noticed that Stevie sent out, I, I never even thought of to do this, but she sent out a message or she was like, do you want to see me do a video of, blah 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 I forget what she said she was like do you Mm -hmm. want to see me do this specific video tip for yes ignore for no and I was like oh shit girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is smart yeah (laughs) and so like so I so I saw that and then I know the whole paper video thing where you know you just dm dm everyone and say you have this like video um for sale but are there any other like behind the scenes tips and tricks to like maximize your income through something like OnlyFans um, I do, I did it on one video the other day I posted all of my like content videos are about like four to five minutes typically. And I'll post a couple of those a week. Um, and then I tried the other day on one of the videos, I said for, if you tip $10, I'll send you a bonus scene and five people did it. So I feel like that was pretty successful for the first try. So I think something like that works really well. Um, also just be engaging with your fans like if they comment something thank them or if they send a tip thank them or send a pretty pretty selfie or something I just think being I mean you have to treat online customers the same way you would in-person customers you want to be yeah yeah, you want to be nice and you want to be polite and you want to kindness breeds kindness absolutely and they are they might not be spending thousands maybe some of them will you know but just because they're only spending 10 bucks a month on this doesn't mean you can't be polite. It might turn into bigger things, you know? Yeah, I can't even tell you the amount of times that just simply... And you kind of learn to gauge, like, who, you know, is worth responding to and who's not. I hate yeah. saying it that way, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I've muted a couple people. I've, I, I removed one guy because he kept just being irritating another one kept asking if I had partnered videos over and over and over I'm like I just said I don't like please stop asking you're gonna get blocked yeah 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 oh that that brings me to um you I noticed that you were taught you you were repeatedly tweeting and it's in your intro for your only fans um, telling people to not inquire about coming to meet you. Yeah, that drives me nuts. <laughs> so, is that been a big issue? Um, no, but it can get you kicked off. And it was an issue before I hammered it into people's heads, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that that reminds me of something that I'm contemplating right now. It might mm-hmm. sound a little um not uh, the same situation, but. It's about Venmo, promoting my Venmo and Cash App. So as you know, a lot of us get um, our Venmo and Cash App shut down. Yeah. And one of the reasons is because people will put something explicit oh, in I the I had my Venmo section. shut down a couple of years ago because uh, of that. So, okay. So that's what I wanted to ask you because I feel like it could be a really great, the more that I promote my 
just simply like putting it out there, asking for tips through your Venmo and Cash App could actually like bring in a good chunk of change. Mm-hmm. But I'm also afraid of, of being, someone yeah. someone just not having the insight to put something non-explicit and my Venmo or Cash App getting shut down. I'm like, is is the risk worth the reward? I, I don't promote it publicly. And I, I don't know. I also don't want, I feel like if you tweet about it, it might uh, get flagged for spam or phishing or something like that. So I, I wouldn't really want to put it on mm, okay. one of my tweets, but I have it in my link tree. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know that I would go so far as to like tweet publicly with it though. I think that would, that feels a little risky. I know people do though, but it's also... I don't know. Like all the time. Like yeah. All the time. I see people blasting their Venmo and Cash App. I even see regular people, reg- not regular people, non-sex worker people doing it too. Like you'll get on a thread or something yeah. and people are dropping all their Venmos and Cash Apps. But I feel like right. since we're kind of a high target community, I really wouldn't, I wouldn't try it. Well, also those people, it's like, that's their gig. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, this is. In addition to our gig, yeah, <laughs> not true. the gig. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So I I have it on my link tree, and I was thinking about maybe putting it on my website, but I was a little worried. And I, like I said, on one hand, like if you mark the beginning of every uh, one of your videos with a little intro about tipping you through your Venmo or Cash App, that will like increase a little bit amount of money. But I'm like, ah, is it worth it? Yeah. I almost kind of enjoy having a platform that's pretty legitimate to make money off of, you know, because it makes things easier for tax purposes. Like, that's why I'm kind of, I'm excited to be on these sites that legitimize things. Because not only it's safer, I don't have to worry about seeing people in person right now, whether it be health-wise risk because of the pandemic or just seeing new people always poses a risk. Um. Yeah, but also for financial purposes, yeah, they take a chunk of your income, but it it's almost it's easier I for mean, me than like working on a or having a private Snapchat where you have to contact everyone oh, once a month God, and yes. ask if they want to re-sign up. Like this is easy. It's all just in one place. You got everyone there. It's accessible for the clients. Yeah, they take but, their chunk, but it's all taken care of. But when you talk about taking a chunk, it's only like 20%, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, with everything that I'm getting out of it, because that that's what that that was one like when I was thinking about, oh, I can maximize my income if I ask for Venmo and Cash App tips. I was like, or I could direct because just for fans allows, well, I guess only fans does too. Mm-hmm. These platforms allow them to tip you, or I could just tell them to tip me through just for fans. Yes, they yes they'll take twenty percent. But my account's mm-hmm. not going to get shut down. So yeah. once again, the risk versus reward ratio, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, these are these little things you got to take into consideration. Um, yeah. And like, and- I did a premium snap for a while and it's, you get to keep all your money, but then you also have to manage everything separately and you have to contact the clients every month and get them to re-sign up and resend you money. And it's, it's kind of a lot of work. It's so funny. This is, yeah, this is another thing we were talking about on the last interview. I was like, you know, there are so many different things you can, in this industry, there's so many different things you can do. And there's so many different platforms that you can do it with that Mm -hmm. it's like the things that we end up on. It's just like what was working for us in the moment. So like Snapchat, I tried like signing on, I tried like signing up for an account for snapchat and i get on it and i like my mind just exploded mm-hmm. it was like i was like i have no idea what is in front of me right now right. Like, i have no idea how to navigate this thing i have no Man, desire to learn how to navigate sex it workers this is are not happening incredible <laughs> we are an incredibly creative bunch people like yeah. <laughs> work through um i remember when FOSTA SESTA happened and a bunch of the sites got shut down. Providers were working through Craigslist through the room for rent option. Oh. Like the those personal ads and you're like, yeah, I got a room for rent for 300 bucks an hour. And I'm like, damn, people are so absolutely creative. It's amazing. Or like Facebook Marketplace and Reddit. Like people will find any any platform where you can like chat with one another, people will be escorting on it. I swear to God. 
That you know, this is something I think a lot about. So prior to me getting involved in this industry, I was a rather sex positive individual. Mm-hmm. I've been schooled to be a sex therapist. Oh, cool. I had a whole like sex positive life coaching business. I did sex I I produced sex positive events all the time. I went to kink clubs. I went to Tantra events. I went like anything to do with sex. I wanted mm-hmm. to know about it and I explored all of it. And still with me being so in the know, I still was so oblivious to the magnitude of the sex work industry. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, is there anybody who's not a sex worker in this right. world? Like everybody is some sort of sex worker. Like and it's like always promoting it on like oh, yeah. every aspect of the internet. There was some thread I came on the other day where this guy was it was a it was a like a girl who posted um that she bought a house because of OnlyFans and some guy I, I saw that about it. I yeah. saw that and it's like it's <laughs> I'm so used to being around sex workers. It's like when you go on that the wrong side of Twitter and you see how many people still hate on us, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why do you people care so much? Who cares? Mind your own business. That whole yeah, the whole comment about him, yeah, when you when you when you get old and OnlyFans dries up, no one will hire you for Yeah, a you're gonna be job, living in a trailer like, park. It's like Dude, do you think any of us are going to a nine to five job after sex work? No. Come on. No, no, I don't know anyone who's like, nah, I'm just going to go work at H&M now or something like, no. come on. <laughs> no, there's no, like we will never again work for someone else. Like that's, Hell no. <laughs> that's why, that's one of the reasons we do this because we will not work for That's usually else. what happened before sex work. People were like, exactly. um, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to become a sex worker. We've already tried that, buddy. We're not doing it again. Right. Anyway, okay, okay. So, so let's let's move on to. There's something I definitely, definitely wanted to ask you about, and it. Oh my God! When I saw your videos, you had the best lighting and clarity and quality to the. I mean, you truly had the most. As far as like that, that like really clear look goes you had the best videos thank I've you so seen. much I, I really appreciate just, that <laughs> dude I was like what the hell are you filming with what lighting are you using how are you making this look so pretty I was so fucking impressed yeah my first couple videos I used my phone and I have I don't have the most recent iPhone I think I have a 10 um and it does okay for like selfies and stuff but any kind of video quality it just starts if, unless the lighting is like perfect daylight, it starts looking bad. So mm-hmm. I use um, a Canon Rebel, what is it? The TS, TSI 7, I think. Um, okay. And yeah. I put that, I have a big old uh, ring light on a tripod that I got. And you just hook your, hook, uh, hook your cam- camera on it. And then I have, um, I have like an attachable microphone to my camera as well. So you can really... Hear all mic, the sound do, effects. Do you use the road mic or no? I use I don't know, it's this big thing that looks like a corn dog. Got okay. Yeah, it came in a a couple years ago. A client actually gifted me that camera for my birthday because I'd mentioned wanting to do um like YouTube stuff, like get into makeup and stuff mm-hmm. on YouTube. And he got me that and it's on it's on Amazon still I think it's the camera and it's like a video creator package and it comes with like I know yeah I know yep. I had a Nikon package oh yeah like it is the road mic with the about. with the red oh, the ro- sand. yep I know exactly what you're talking about I got that whole same package but Nikon instead of Canon many years ago oh yeah my camera is a Canon EOS Rebel T7i so and then I got a ring light, but I kind of got a cheap one. I didn't like the way it looked. And mm-hmm. do, do you have like more like $250 type of ring light? I think it was like, um, I can send it to you so you can put it in the comments of the the uh, podcast too. But it, it was like 120 bucks, I think. And it has like a digital panel on the back. Um, and it comes with a, a remote and you can change it between like warm and cool light and daylight. It's really nice. I really like it a lot. And it's, I think it's a like 18 inch diameter. Got it. Yeah. I, um, I don't have my Nikon anymore and I thought, well, maybe I should, now that I'm going to be doing video content, go get that whole um, camera, microphone, tripod package again. 
But the thing that I like about the iPhone is editing is so an upload. See, when you have like the Canon type of camera, you have to transfer the file onto your laptop and then you edit it on your laptop and then you upload it. Whereas on your iPhone, it's just like there, boom, boom, boom. What I do is I Bluetooth it either directly from my camera to my phone and edit it and upload it, or I will put it, I will put the uh, SD card in my laptop and immediately airdrop it to my phone. I don't even like mess around with editing on the computer. It's just so much easier to, I use the video shop app. Um, I think it's like four bucks a month or something. And I just add my little watermark and I like cut out weird sounds and silences and stuff and then edit it down and upload it. Love it. Okay. I did not. I'm so technically, technologically disadvantaged. <laughs> I just, like, I hate doing this stuff. Yeah. Cause but... if you, I mean, I have a MacBook, but if you, uh, if you just put your, I have a little adapter that fits the SD card and I immediately, mm-hmm. I just take it out of the uh, SD card file and just airdrop it straight to my phone. And it's, it's super quick. And I literally, oh, wow. I'm literally sitting on my bed, like in the outfit I just shot in, do editing it and posting it usually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. When I first um, was starting my video channel, I was pretty overwhelmed at all these different technology things I need to learn and do but now I'm actually really I I really I I had a big turnaround when I saw a client sent me this amateur porn girl who does a lot of cannabis films mm-hmm. and it was this really kind of trippy video of just different clips of her doing dabs while <laughs> this song, this really a uh, beautiful song by Macy Gray called Stone was playing, and she's just kind of like groovy dancing to it, and like the way the smoke is twirling around, it almost looks choreographed with the song, and like each little different clip, we had like a trippy filter on it, mm-hmm. and that's when I realized like. I can get pretty fucking creative with this. Yeah. Like, there is a you lot of You don't have to cool strictly stuff. do like diddling yourself on the bed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, I've done a lot yeah. of like porny type <laughs> videos, but I want to, I wanted to also gauge like what my audience's reaction was to different types of videos. And one of my yeah. best or my most liked videos is the Q and A that I did. Like people loved that. Like guys are messaging me about it and they're like, I really liked getting to know you and stuff. So I'm like, I need to do more like girl next door type videos and I wanted to do like a naked crafting I think that'd be fun yeah so that's definitely the direction I'm going like the whole just sitting like in front of the camera masturbating way too boring for me and I'm not hating on anyone who does that I totally support that there's nothing wrong with it but I I also just don't want to bore my subscribers and stuff like oh there she is yeah squirting on the floor again like I want to come up with (laughs) engaging stuff that doesn't so when you look at my feed, it's not just same thing, same corner of a room, same corner, same in the shower. You know, I want to come up with creative stuff. That's the fun of it. It yeah. keeps my mind active. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, um, I, when I first started thinking about doing my video channel, I was kind of like, uh, this is something I should do. It's kind of feeling like a drag. And now I've like done a 180 where I'm like, maybe this is actually the next thing like maybe a year from now I will be meeting with clients less and doing more of my video channel because you know as most sex workers are I'm a very introverted Mm -hmm. person so although I love what although I love what I do there is kind of this allure to having your income come through an avenue that doesn't involve being physically present with someone oh absolutely (laughs) I would be all for that and then just see like I don't know, people who are very clients who are very serious about seeing me like I could envision myself having like a two hour minimum higher rates. And most of my income comes from like regulars, my fly me to you dudes and then like doing content. I would be very okay with that. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I say most of my dates these days, well, not these days because of quarantine, but prior to quarantine were like the two hour dates. And I started noticing that there's just a 
a whole different vibe between the two hour versus the one hour date. Oh yeah. And um, it's not to say that one's better or worse than the other. It's just different. And I think every provider can attest to that. There's just different, yeah. the, there's a different vibe and I enjoy one hour dates and they have their place. But I, if I'm going to make a career out of this, I want to focus on the clients who are going to come back and they want to build a, a connection and they want to see me out and they want to go on dinner dates and stuff like that. Like, I think that's a lot of people's goal. Right. Right. So, okay. So, so, um, one of the last things I want to end with is, well, I have a few more questions, but, um, one is being that so much of our income is heavily based on our Twitter following. Mm -hmm. Well, in in regards to online content. Yeah. How do you have any suggestions for how people can boost their Twitter following? Um, I think the best posts or the posts that I get the most engagement on are usually like really high quality selfies with simple captions and no links on them. People are kind of hesitant to retweet uh like your website or your email address or your content link or whatever. So start i a lady why wait why like i mean i think it's a mixture of oh i don't want to support somebody else and then also a mixture of people don't want to get shadow banned or something hmm yeah yeah people are just it's a fickle industry um (laughs) oh but a lady reached out the other day to me asking about how i do selfies and stuff and just i always just make sure like my room looks nice i have a, a nice outfit on makeup and hair done like do high quality selfies. I, that's what I find that clients really, really engage with and that they really like and gets me the most interaction. Um, that and retweet other people. There are retweet groups and especially for content, there are like different groups that you can join and people will support one another. Yeah. 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 I should add you to uh, Stevie Madison. Do you know Telegram? Oh yeah. I'm in, I'm in one with Stevie and a bunch of other uh, providers. You're the, the- you're in the one that Stevie mm-hmm. created specifically for false. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it sounds like a great resource. And I just like, have, I, I mean, I go to look at it and I'm like, it's I'm overwhelming. Just, Group chats are yeah, always very yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> very overwhelming. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll come back to this later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Stevie is like, Stevie okay. is the fucking ninja at networking. She's very I mean, on it. Oh my god. <laughs> She'll spend she told me she was like, I was on my phone for eight hours the other day. I'm like, you are a stronger woman than me. <laughs> I, I am not I'm spending that. more time on my phone and devices than ever. And it's like, oh, it's very exhausting. I feel like I'm online it, all day doing stuff. It is, but I'm like, if I'm not meeting in person with people and I have the time to and if a year from now it's paying off pretty significantly, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's something I can get into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, how how um for for girls who may be feeling insecure mm-hmm. in front of the camera, insecure producing content, feeling a little shy or scared yeah. in that regards, what are some suggestions you have for them? Um, I hate to be like just just don't be insecure about it because you can't do that. <laughs> Even I'm insecure, but you just you, you have to have a point where you're just like I don't give a shit, you know, because you're putting it all out there like people are seeing parts of me that people used to not see unless they were paying for many hours, you know, like you have to be, I mean, there are also, there are different lanes you can take content in. Some people only do like flirty photos or lingerie pics. Some people are doing like porn or solo content. Some people are doing uh, content with partners. You just, you, as hard as it might be, you need to realize that people are still paying for your time and your content. They want to see you, you know, they know what you look like out of clothes anyway from Twitter and stuff. They just want to see you. They they are happy to support you and they want to see your content. Um, I think also maybe reducing stress. This is such a stressful time for everyone right now. Just take time to yeah. meditate and wear things that you want to feel, you feel good in, like wear pretty outfits. Do yeah. your makeup and your hair if, if, you're, if that's your style, you know? Like make yourself yeah. feel beautiful in front of the camera. Um, I don't even, I'm... 
I'm not so self-conscious in like my body when I'm doing this things, these things, what I'm conscious about is how I'm talking to the camera because I just this never. exactly yeah. what I was going to say. It is not about how I look. It's about other things. Yeah. I feel, it feels crazy. Cause you're like sitting in your room, dirty talking to a camera. It feels absolutely nuts. And I'm like, Oh God, I hope my neighbors can't hear me. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's it's God, really a practice thing. Everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's a practice thing. And like the more you do it, the more comfortable it'll be. Maybe just instead of focusing on um, producing content one day, people can take the day and just talk to the camera, like read a book to the camera if you need to, or read, read a book in front of the mirror or just stare at yourself and talk and say whatever. Um, or go on YouTube and see how people talk to the camera because they're sitting in their rooms talking to it too, you know, by themselves. Yeah. So one thing I do, so my whole thing is I'm super passionate about sex therapy and sex education. So Mm -hmm. I will make videos about sex therapy topics and sex education topics that I love talking about. And what I do is behind the camera, I have a teleprompter going, well, I have my laptop. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I will know if anybody wants to copy this that I actually had to use my Chromebook to do this because a regular PC laptop, I don't know if Macs do this because I don't have a Mac, but mm-hmm. they start making a noise where it sounds like it's getting overheated, oh, whereas a Chromebook doesn't do that. Yeah. So it doesn't fuck with your sound. So I'll put my Chromebook up behind the video camera and I have a teleprompter website that I'm like reading the script, but I still still um so like I said it's not about how I look it's not about the content I'm producing it's about for example there was this one video I was doing where like I tried recording this for like three hours straight and like there would be a fucking plane flying by you could hear my (laughs) neighbors would be walking by you could hear and it got to the point where I was like fuck it we're doing it we're launching it I can't do this anymore so it's like sound quality and lighting quality. And then my, just the scenery, I I get really hung up on feeling like I need to have this beautiful background yeah. going on <laughs> and the sound needs to be perfect and the lighting needs to be perfect. I'm it doesn't like, need to oh be perfect. God. It's homemade content. You know, we're not on a studio. Yeah. Like mine, I was noticing that my camera was picking up feedback. I'm like, I still don't know how to fix that. But I don't think people notice it in my videos. But it drives me nuts. (laughs) But whatever. It'll get better with time. Just like everything else does. I didn't notice that in your videos. You're talking about your Canon camera? Yeah. I just, I feel like when I listen to it back, it just, there's some weird sound that I, I think it's, I just don't know how to use the microphone properly. And I need to set up like the manual um, microphone option and set the levels and stuff. I didn't notice that. I think I honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like we always are so neurotic about how we look that we notice things that nobody mm-hmm. else notices. It's like, like I said, I was so fucking impressed with Thank your you. videos. I was like, I need to know what this girl is doing. Yeah, I just make uh, it. I make the light is about. I make the light pretty much blinding bright because my place is uh, dark after like it's like pitch dark after like four o'clock. So. I need really bright light, and then I usually have, like... Chicago is dark after 4 o'clock? Well, it's just the way my building is facing, I think. I just don't get any light after a certain time of day. Um, I mean, it's light until, like, 7 o'clock here, but it's all... It just isn't light enough to film, either. So, so, um... What was I going to say? I was going to ask something. No, I don't remember. Um, (laughs) your... Oh, your your Q&A your Q&A video. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about. I thought about doing stuff like that too. Is that, how is that, um, is that a live or is it you just promote that you're going to do it and you collect questions? Like, tell me a little bit about how you arranged that. Oh God, I don't think I would be ready to do a live yet. <laughs> it took mm. me like five takes to do that. And at some point, cause I usually play music in the background of my videos. At some point I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to I'm just going to edit out parts because I was trying to do it perfectly. So the music would be continuous. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't care if the music jumps around at this point. I'm tired of filming it. So I take you so many times to do it. Well, because I typed out a script because I got I had like 16 questions or so that guys had. Okay, first of all, what I did was I just and it kind of popped into my head the idea. So I put it on my set or my page and I asked the guys 
or I, I wrote down the premise and then I asked them if they have any questions, they can leave them or DM me. So I ended up with um, 16 questions, I think. And it just, I, I wrote off the script and then I just kept like fumbling over words and stuff and stuttering and things yeah. that I don't even do in real life, but I'm <laughs> nervous in front of the camera. And then I also have, um, depending on like the length that I'm shooting at, I will either use a separate monitor that I, I don't think that came in that camera kit. I think I bought it separately, but it's like a, a one foot screen basically that I can watch myself on. Or sometimes I'll just use the viewfinder on the, um, the screen on the camera. I'll just flip it forward. But I was able, I don't know, it gets in my head when I'm like watching myself and then trying to talk to the camera. So that was very challenging for me, but everyone really seemed to like it, thankfully. Mm. So, yeah, I thought about doing something like that, but um, I wasn't sure if that was alive or not. No, it was, (laughs) I think it it was a long video too. I took a different, a couple different takes on it and then I just kind of Frankensteined it together. (laughs) my best answers to the questions Mm -hmm. and then I added like a solo clip on the end of it and I'm like may as well make it (laughs) appealing to everybody you know because some people are probably just subscribed just to see some saucy things nice okay so my last question for you is what is some advice that you have for providers and specifically in-person sex workers so those of us whose businesses have just been demolished because of the quarantine Mm -hmm. what are what is some advice you have for providers who are scared about how to survive the quarantine um I think online is a really good option but don't force yourself into it if you're not comfortable with it because there's a lot of people who don't show their face and they might just or they might just not be comfortable with having something out there like this is once you make the transition to posting like porn online that's out there like don't do it if you're concerned about that or if you have like a job on the line or you have kids on the line or something I don't think that's a smart idea um if you can I think virtual GFE is a good option I didn't think that people would book me for it but they have and it's a lot of clients it goes to show that like our profession isn't just about the sexual aspect like a lot of people really just want someone to chat with or they want someone to keep them company um, Can you talk a little bit about your virtual GFE packages? Because I'm really feeling really overwhelmed at the idea of offering. Like, I see a lot of girls doing texting, videos, pictures, this much for one week. I'm like, I'm more the type of person to be like 15-minute, 30-minute, one-hour Skype dates and yeah. set price per photo like the whole package thing that like really well, makes me uncomfortable there like are, what do you do I do um when I first offered it I I like really overwhelmed myself I had a bunch of people who wanted like a one week <laughs> option and I'm like oh god I, I was literally texting people all day so I yeah, think that's if I'm like, you don't want to do that set a limit for yourself <laughs> like two or three people or something because it can and different clients have different needs and they're going to yeah. contact you in different ways so some some guys might be really low maintenance and they just want to chat in the morning before they start working and then some might want to like hardcore sex do all day you know what I mean like it can be very overwhelming so I offered like a week package a month package and then like somebody or somebody contacted me for a one day thing and I did that too and then just like videos and pictures here and there but truly it it kind of goes back to how OnlyFans is a good space for these kind of things because it's it's easier for me to just have everyone go there and I just like sell content on there it's it can be really overwhelming if you're doing it like a la carte almost right and that's where I'm at where like a la carte packages to me this just doesn't work it's too overwhelming for me so like I in the midst of all I know everyone is like oh I have all this time on my hand because of quarantining but I'm actually I just had a boob job three weeks ago so number one I'm healing from that thank you Number two, I'm finishing up my last quarter of school. So I'm actually still super busy. Yeah. So like, so just to put it out there for other people who are in my situation, when I do something like photos are $20 per photo, custom videos are $5 per minute, Skype dates are, here's your, here's the price for the 15 minutes. Here's mm-hmm. the price for the 30 minutes. Here's the price 
for the hour and then like i'm trying to get on to sext panther so that if yeah same wants texting, i was gonna mention just... that if you want to do like texting packages it's almost easier to do like a night flirt or a sex panther right because so, then it also uh, limits the amount the guys are going to talk like you're not getting people who are ex- talking all day right. unless it's like a really right. good <laughs> they're paying you a lot right so my whole point is although these platforms are taking a certain percentage it's totally worth it to me oh, yeah. because it frees up my mind to be able to stay on top of everything else I have going on and mm-hmm. still make my money and I just you know I'm at a point in my life where I just thrive so well with clear boundaries and things Same. like things like the virtual packages I'm like there's just too much abstractness in this there's not clear boundaries for me and I just my mind gets too out of whack yeah if I don't have clear boundaries so it's worth it to me to take a 20% hit because I'm giving it to this platform who is creating those boundaries for yeah me. and like for my virtual packages pretty much the only people who reached out were uh like clients that I've seen before so right. I felt I don't mind I mean I don't obviously I will honor whomever reaches out for these packages but it was almost it was nice to have someone that I already knew and like we could just continue the conversation and stuff. Right. I will do packages for regulars who I've been seeing for a while and we, I know that I vibe very well with them. And so I don't have to worry so much about clear boundaries being set. Um, but yeah, other than that. So, okay. So, um, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before we hang up? Hmm. I don't know. I hope everyone is doing all right. This is such a strange, strange time. And it's it's so hard because I saw some tweet the other day. Someone was like, the only people working right now are prostitutes. And it's like, we're not even working right now. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's what's so interesting about the situation is that there's individuals who are fucking thriving like anyone in the fine, like, like banks are not allowed oh, to be shut down. Grocery yeah, stores are all not of shut my down. like tech um, clients are like they're like I'm working more than all my like yeah. uh, guys in finance and traders and stuff. They're all working overtime. Right, right. My dad works. He's an escrow manager, and mm-hmm. he like he runs an escrow company, and he is just working like sixteen hour days. Yeah, and then you know all the companies like toilet paper and disinfectant wipes and stuff like that they're driving so it's like this very interesting it's a big divide it's like such a half the population like like I I shouldn't say half I don't know what the statistics are but it's like some people have been completely demolished by this and some people are like super thriving off of this yeah I guess one tip would be if you um are financially savvy look into different investments and stocks and things that can be able to be maximized after this passes if if people are willing to put money towards things right now or splurge a little bit yeah all right aurora thank you so much for doing this interview with me you had so much great information thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it (laughs) yeah and good luck with your channel and i'll talk to you on twitter thank you so much enjoy your day bye honey bye